Recovery On Air, the official podcast of Crossroads Addiction Rehabilitation. Candid discussion about addiction and recovery with the people who have lived it, along with input from experts on the journey from struggle to triumph. Laugh, cry, and be inspired. And now, your host for Recovery On Air, Greg Halverson. Welcome back to Recovery On Air, where we talk about all things recovery, the good, the bad, and the miracles. Miracles. I'm I'm pointing at one, and um, and we're all warmed up here today. This is, this is, I don't know, this is going to be a hard one to keep my... Thank you, Greg. We are miracles. We are Um, miracles. I'm here with Mr. Steve Leitz today. Thank you for coming in, buddy. Hello, Appreciate you're it. welcome. Thanks uh, for having me. I have I, I I was driving over here and I had all these different Steve stories going through my head. <laughs> okay. So so we're gonna start off with with one of the best. Now, you've been around in I, in, in our world of recovery for a few years now. I, I've been in recovery since uh, April twenty-fifth of 1983. Oh, I thought you were going to say 1952. 1983. Look at this. He's putting no, his, no, I'm not that his old. unclothed. I got to put my legs up. No, Can I do that? <laughs> Look at this guy over here. <laughs> Is this okay or not? <laughs> Robin, he's asking you, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh beautiful. Beautiful. Wow. So, so to see a guy in flip-flops in the middle of winter running across Camelback going, I can't run in these things. I did get the wrong building, but I'm in the right town. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm in the right town. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, here we go. So Steve says, uh, so, are, are, so what? You just like line up the questions and toss them to me or what? And I said, no, no, no. We're just going to talk, man. Okay. Which is something you're good at. Well, Thank you. I did. We, I did find my voice and my heart in the rooms of recovery. Well, okay. I I had none good. when I got yeah, here. Yeah. I'm scared right. scared to death. Right. So one of the one of the funniest things though was for for many years while I was at Crossroads East, <clears throat> you used to come and you'd walk in to the office with some guy who who knows where you find these people. Sure. Corner. The corner of the street, out, 24th Street. And out in your parking tw- lot. 24th Street in Washington, no. down by the airport. Okay. Standing out on a corner. And anyways, and you, and you tell me, this guy, yeah, he's. it was actually, we were outside. And you, you're telling me, you introduced me to this guy. And, you're, and you said, yeah, he's been sober for like two days. Sure. And he's a, and he's a, he's a crackhead. And da-da-da-da-da. Um, and while we're standing there and I'm being introduced to this guy, he goes, oh, I left my phone in your car. <laughs> and, 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 uh, and you go, oh, okay, because you and I were talking. Yeah, and yeah. you just like hand this dude your keys. I did? A crackhead, two days sober. Wow. And he, and he went and he went around the corner. And, and then all of a sudden, both of us stopped talking. And we both kind of looked at each other with that look in our eyes like, do you realize what just happened right now? I don't. Both, you know what? I don't remember. And we and was we that bo- the keys to my nine eleven or was, what? That was the keys to your portable, <laughs> yeah, your your convertible Porsche. Okay. Wow. And wow. Uh, and and it, I I, I don't I know. Can't. God bless you for for helping him out. 
I can't remember that, but you, let, let, you, let's you back him, up. You brought him to a meeting. Yeah. And you brought him to the right place. And it was uh, it was just one of those moments. And um, that's what this is all about. Even though that's a hilarious story and most people go, well, what the hell were you thinking? The the bottom line is is that's what we do for for other people. You know, right? any any links that that is that is correct. They say any links. You know, let let's back up a little bit. I did not get here driving a nine eleven. Okay, I got here driving a in eighty three driving a nineteen seventy eight Chevy van that had a hundred thousand miles on it. Uh, it did have nice shag carpet and a, of course, a, sort of a gray velvet couch in and, the back that tinted, folded out into dark a bed. tinted windows, sort of dark tinted uh, windows in the back, a and few, a few leftover smells uh, of of days gone by. Yeah, a little, but I mean, it had a good sound system. And it had my clothing. Was that racks. a was that a cassette or a or a that or was eight a track eight that track? Was, that was a cassette. That was a cassette. And and you know, I I had my clothing racks in the van because at that time, right, I was a clothing rep. Yeah, and uh, and that's how I got to the doors of recovery. <laughs> Lost, lost, little bit confused. Driving around in the Scooby van, man. I I cannot. I just I just want to welcome everybody who uh, tuned in because uh, if you have, you're obviously looking for some kind of wisdom. I I can't guarantee you're going to get any today, but you're going to get some experience, strength, and hope. There How's you go. That? Yeah. How's that? Yeah, and you never know. You know. Um, we never know when we're going to say something in the middle of a conversation that strikes a nerve with somebody else, right? That, that is exactly <laughs> what, what's happened to me. Uh, every time I've walked into a meeting of recovery, into the rooms, right. you walk away with something uh, yeah. that, wow, you're glad that you heard right. what somebody happened to share. Yeah. And oftentimes it might just be, man, I'm glad my day wasn't quite that bad. <laughs> we do. We don't judge. Uh, no. We don't judge anymore. Sometimes we just anymore. Observe. Wait a minute. Anymore? Did we used to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the time. All the time. So judgmental. But one, one of my friends says, we don't judge anymore. Sometimes we just observe a little too closely. Okay. So, so yeah, I, uh, I, I don't know if you're, if you're listening, you're either in recovery or you're thinking about getting in recovery. I, I got, I have family members who listen to this oh, purely entertainment. Okay. <laughs> purely enter the entertainment value some days is, is, is it's, it, it, you know, it goes up and down. We're, that, we're not a glum lot. No, that's we're for not. sure. Are those the, are, I'm, I got to ask are those the ones with the bottle bottle opener on the bottom? No, these oh, okay. these are the uh, Olakai sandals. <laughs> yeah. The other ones, the reefs, the reefs. No, come they have with them the, too. They oh, have, they do. I, I bought one. I bought a pair of those, and I didn't realize it. And I had my feet up, and somebody's like, "Really? Bought bottle openers on the bottom of your shoes?" And I was like, "Oh shit, did I buy those?" You know that the designer for those sandal companies, yeah, uh, it has a lot in common with us. 
You think? If they put a well, bottle I mean, opener in your shoe. Come on, you're working for a beachwear. I mean, this is this coming from the guy who who has more frequent flyer miles over to Hawaii than anybody I know. I I've been so blessed to be able to yeah. go to Hawaii. Yeah. So many times. Your brother lives there, right? Brother yeah. lives there, cousins, yeah. friends. And uh, we've we've got some property so over there. So you don't you don't get called silly Holly over there? Not really. No, they no, know no. you. They know me. They know you. Yeah, in certain neighborhoods. <laughs> it's it's really been it, it it's been a miracle. Sure. Okay. Right. Miracle is a word I use quite a bit. And yeah. in fact, when I when I got clean and sober, my two boys were two and four years old. Right. It was 1983. I had two kids and. Uh, Really, I hadn't worked in six months. I hadn't answered the phones. I was trying to run a business. I was lost. We kidded around that at least I'm in the right town. Yeah. I remember being woken up on a plane. In the wrong town. And saying, uh, sir, we're here. And I said, where? I didn't know where we were. And I was on the plane. And of Is course, this a layover or my final destination? No, it was Vegas again. It was Vegas one more time. Vegas was always part of my territory. Yeah. And I loved, I loved going to Las Vegas. <laughs> for, oh all the, for all the wrong reasons. They love me in Las Vegas. Oh, I'm sure okay. they do. Anybody who comes and can't remember how much they spent. Oh, my God. I used to... I used to pull up to the old MGM Grand. At that time, I had a, a big Cadillac, and I had all the Pierre Cardin samples <laughs> in my trunk. And I would pull up, and the valets would say, welcome back, Mr. Leitz. And I'd say, thank you. And I'd throw them the keys. I'd open up. I'd give them a, a tie yeah. from the Pierre Cardin yeah. collection because <laughs> I was in the neckwear and accessory business. And that really paved the a, way. A tie for a tip. A tie. So you're you're what you're what they they call over there a whale. I was a little fish. Come on, <laughs> come on. And that was just because of your car. Though, oh my so. god! I had a big car. The yeah. car might have been called a whale, but <laughs> but um, yeah. So I would give them a. It was a neckwear a tie, and at that time, I think they were twenty or twenty-two dollars retail. Yeah, and I think the you know sample cost was like four fifty. Right, right. Okay, so, so on your on your way out when you left, did you ask for the ties back? I did not ask for them back. <laughs> But when I walked into... Oh, I'm going to need that for the valet down at the... Uh... I, I had plenty of ties. I had plenty of neckwear and plenty of other accessories. But, you know, when you're in that business, when you're in... Uh, if you're selling and you have right. samples... Right. Samples are as good as gold. Oh, yeah. And sure. it paves the way... Talk to any doctor. There you go. There you go. I, I didn't trade them for my doctors that I was seeing. That's funny you should mention, doctor. There was a, a pain clinic. There was a, a Hold course, on. I didn't know I was feeding you one into one-liners here. No, no. There was a pain clinic on Northern Avenue. I won't mention the doctor's yeah. name. Yeah. Uh, but there was a pain clinic that I would go to because... Back in the day, I was in pain, 
and Up sometimes in your ears. Yes, and sometimes <laughs> a drink wasn't enough, right, to chase it away. Sure. So, you know, we turned to other <laughs> substances, okay? And my, my friend says uh, up in, up in uh, Sholo, he says he, ha- he just had to come to the realization he couldn't smoke crack like a gentleman. <laughs> and I, somewhere I came to the conclusion I couldn't take those quaaludes and act right. uh, civilized yes. anymore. But it took me a long time. Right. But we would go into the pain clinic and I would walk in to get my prescription refilled. Yeah. And in the waiting room, here's all my friends sitting there. Okay? Because <laughs> they're in pain too. Imagine that. You know, we're all getting a refill. Right. Because we either lost our prescription <laughs> or it disappeared. And we didn't realize we were just there a week ago yeah. getting it refilled. Sure, for 30 days. Oh, my. 30 yeah, day yeah, prescription. 30 day prescription. Gone, gone in, in less than a week. Yeah. Anyway, that's. Sounds, sounds familiar. Oh, thank you, God. I know, right? That those days are way in the rear view mirror. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, now, Vegas. Now, now let me ask you something. When you got when you got sober, did you go through a treatment program? Did you go and like park yourself somewhere and go, I need to just get away from everybody? I have a great days? I have a great story about treatment. I was Hold on. What's so up? So you did go. I did go. Oh, okay. I went to treatment okay. for forty five minutes. Okay, now the, the, the long story is I was on my way uh, taking my folks down to Tucson with my brother, and, and it was not funny at the time because I was 20 pounds underweight, shaking, sweating, right. a mess. Yep. And, uh, and I told my dad, I said, I got a terrible drug and alcohol problem, and he was totally surprised and shocked because uh, I'm the oldest child i'm the oldest son always had my shit together uh always on the outside on the outside never got caught never got in trouble and here i was he was trying to help me come up with ideas on my business yeah and obviously i was failing terribly and i said (laughs) dad i got a terrible drug and alcohol problem yeah and now, that, were you throwing all your money was going down the drain? Money was gone. Forty-five grand in yeah, debt. Yeah, all of it. Yeah. Terrible. Yep. Okay. And and yet, I really wondered, am I that bad? Right. And uh, typical. Sure. Typical reaction to. I got an alcohol and drug problem. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Anyway, we were taking them down to Tucson to fly back to uh, Detroit. And on the way back, uh, my brother dropped me off at the uh, county-run rehab, Debaca, (laughs) on McCartney Road outside of Casa Grande. Nice. Now, I had my leather duffel bag, my Band de Soleil, because the good thing about Band de Soleil, okay, if you're you're a a suntan junkie from the 60s, you put on this orange yeah. gel, oh, and right away you yeah. look like yeah, like you got a tan. Well, they didn't have tanning booze or spray on. Not so back then. Back, back then, you you literally rubbed it on. It was Band de Soleil. I and remember people who used to use that. You look marvelous. It was it was it was a it was a, a little too much, and you started going orange a little bit. It was and, orange. Yeah. 
It was it was orange. Yeah. So, but anyway, we thought we looked good with it on, and so I had my band de soleil, my tennis racket. Of course, because I thought I'm going appearances. I thought I'm going to rehab where I'm going to swim in the pool. I'm not going to federal penitentiary. I mean, come on, play tennis <laughs> and really just chill out. I thought Relax that's and what let I everything blow over. I thought that's what I need. Right. Oh, my God, I had no idea. And uh, it's a county-run rehab because I'm out of money. It isn't a 50 grand, 100 grand rehab place. Uh, it's a dust bowl. There's no tennis court or pool. They got metal bunk beds with uh, three-inch thick mattresses. Yeah. And, uh, and I thought, you got to be kidding. Yeah. And it was a Saturday. And they're serving cold macaroni salad now. I, I prefer lobster salad, but or crab, you know, crab cocktail. But but I uh, I sat down and I wondered what am I doing? And the nurse said, "Just take a minute. I'll be right with you as soon as I'm done serving lunch." Yeah. And when she was finished, she came over and she asked, "So why are you here?" And I said, I think I got a drug and alcohol problem. And she asked, well, when was the last time you had something? And here it was, noon, 1 o'clock on a Saturday, and it happened to be Friday night where I had two tall tequila tonics. Sure. You know, maybe eight ounces of tequila, an ounce of tonic, a <laughs> couple of limes. That's a normal cocktail, isn't it? Oh, my. I had two of those that night before. Uh, and she said, nothing today? No, nothing today. And, can't uh, you tell I'm shaking right oh now? Oh, my God. I needed I needed a line. You didn't say, why? Do you got something for me? I didn't say that. God, I just, for me to sit here now in your studio. Yeah, not mine. 40 years clean and sober. Yeah. Remembering back how did I let myself get to that point? I had no clue of what powerless meant. Yeah. No clue of unmanageability. I was trying so hard yeah. to be in control and to manage. <laughs> and I knew that I, I wasn't. And uh, that's when I gave her my history of starting drinking when I was 18. <laughs> By the way, my first drink, <laughs> my first real drink was out of a rubber garbage can <laughs> full of purple passion right. at the college oh, yeah. uh, oh, fraternity yeah. party. Little, little Did you ever drink any of that? Oh, gee, a little. Okay. Little. So two styrofoam cups of that. Yeah. And that was my first introduction to... 18, really? New late reality. Bloomer, late bloomer a little bit. Very late. Very late. Grew up in a, a really perfectionistic... High achieving, organized, yeah. super functional home. Yeah. And God damn it, I was going to be a super functioning human being. And you know what? And you did. Drugs and just on a different plane. Drugs and alcohol let me be super functional for a brief moment. Right. Yes. <laughs> Temporary solution. Oh my God. Yeah. But I thought, I'm going to live like this forever. <laughs> Don't you know the magic that happened? Right. 
when I had a cocktail and a line of white powder and a half a Quaalude and then another half? (laughs) And then another line and another cocktail and, yeah. It was, what does it say in our literature? I had arrived. Yeah, yeah. I have arrived. Yeah. And the magic that happened, okay, if the magic happens like that for you, the way it happened for me, forget it. You're out of control. And I had no clue. I thought, I'm going to, that feeling, that effect was so powerful. I chased it. Yeah. To where the last six months, I couldn't get out of one, one floor motel from another. I didn't know what town I was in. Clovis, Portales, Roswell, Alamogordo. Uh, tr- Truth or Consequences, oh, that's nice. a heck you of a name. You ended up in New Mexico of all places. All in New Mexico. <laughs> I couldn't find my way out of New Mexico. <laughs> then I end up in Tucson at a one-floor motel. The kind, the kind where you pull I in. I would have turned around and gone back to New Mexico. Oh, my God. <laughs> Greg. There was no end in sight, okay? No end in sight. And and look, don't you know I had gotten awards for Rookie of the Year, Salesman of the Year, gotten bonuses? Yeah. Been to don't sale, you know who I am? Been to sales meetings in West Palm <clears throat> Beach and um, Kareeb Hilton in San Juan. They don't use Band of Soleil down there. Oh, you don't need Ben de Soleil. <laughs> I know, that's why. That's why. I mean, getting to know the concierge at the Carib Hilton. Right. Yeah. It was better than Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. So if you spun all that right, you would sound like a rock and roll star. Well, I was a, just a clothing and accessory <laughs> rep. And, to the stars. Well, just two different <laughs> department stores and all the... All the independents in the Southwest. Right. But going to New York, going to Fashion Week, going to L.A. Fashion Market, going to the Dallas Fashion Market. It's all big stuff. I had to have that buzz going, else I did not fit in. Right. And I thought, the only way I can do this kind of work is to have this kind of buzz. But you know what? The last six months, like I said... It quit working, yeah. and I was lost, completely lost. Literally and figuratively. Until I walked in. When the, the girl in that 45-minute rehab, she says, I don't think you need to be here. I don't think you need to be here, Steve. She says, I just think you start need to go to AA meetings. And I thought, AA meetings? Okay, Uh Maybe I'll go, I thought, in my mind. And so she let me go. That was a Saturday. How'd you get out of there? I mean, your brother didn't hang around for 45 minutes. He did. He he hung out. I rode back with my brother. My brother says, Steve, I think all you need is a good shrink. (laughs) Okay? Because we knew people in the family that had gone to the professionals. Yeah. And told them their problems. And they got fixed. And they, they seemed to straighten out. <laughs> they learned how to and suck it up and deal with it. Whatever. Come and, on. And so, so we went back. I went back to, my, to Phoenix, to my house Saturday. 
Sunday, I'm sitting at my cousin's house watching a baseball game, drinking half a Coors, drinking a Coors Light. Yeah. And halfway through, I get the thought, maybe you shouldn't be drinking this. Right. Now, I never, never had that thought before. It was like a voice. Never heard that voice before. The only voices I heard was, you're (laughs) effed up. You need something. Okay, and 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 they call it the four horsemen: terror, frustration, yep. bewilderment, despair. Yep. You know, I didn't have any of these words or terminology of what I was going through until recovery. I didn't know about recovery, so what did I do? I put that that Coors Light down, and. Only Sad- time in your life you ever drank half a beer. Yes, and sadly, <laughs> that's my last buzz. That's weak. That is. That is not a pile of cocaine. No. That is not a bunch of pills. That's no. not a bunch of hookers no. and stuff. That's my cousin, my brother, and myself watching a baseball game. Half a course. And you that going, was it. I, I got to stop. That was it. Wow. And the next day. I went back to Scottsdale um, City Services, and, and that's who had sent me to this rehab. And the guy said, I see you didn't stay. I'm looking at your records here. The nurse said, you should just go back to Phoenix and start going to AA. So did you go to a meeting yesterday? I said, no, I drank a Coors beer, <laughs> half a Coors beer. And he says, well, I think you ought to go to a meeting. And I said, when? He says, tonight. And I thought, am I really that bad? Now I'm shaking, sweating, right. 20 pounds mm-hmm. underweight. Stacks of mail and bills at my house. Bills unpaid. Is it really that bad? Am I really that bad? <clears throat> and uh, fortunately, my drive up to my house up by Thunderbird and Tatum, I thought, am I really that bad? I took a shower, and I just kept saying, help me. Yeah. I, I don't know who I was asking. Sure. Help me. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, that got me to the, to the parking lot of the Alano Club. Back then, do you remember 68th and Thomas? Thomas. Yeah. It was next to like a radio shack yeah. and a... Well, I pulled that 78 Chevy van up to the parking lot there, and I sat there in that van, and I thought... What color was that van? I'm trying to paint oh, it was a, silver. a mental picture it here. Was, it was fading a little bit, <laughs> like I was. A little dirty. <laughs> no, it wasn't dirty. It was clean, but it was, it was, the paint was fading. It was, a, it was a direct reflection of the owner. Man. Man. Uh, and so... I sat in my van, and I thought, am I really going in? Is this what it's come to? Yeah. Yeah. Am I really? Did you sit up front and watch the other people going, man, I'm not like that guy. These are not, the people walking into the meeting, I didn't see people walking into the meeting. I just looked at this dingy-looking club. Yeah. You know, it was not the MGM Grand in Vegas. It was not the Shark Club where I used to go and dance in Vegas. There was nobody parking cars for you. There was no valet. (laughs) No. Uh, 
Oh, and I, I thought, am I really going in? And I said, help. And you yeah. know what? I walked in. Yeah. Now, I walked in shaking. I walked in a beaten man, really. Right. I, I, sure. I mean, it was over. My life's over. Right. I've given it my best shot. I'm going to Losers Anonymous. <laughs> That's what I thought. Well, sure. And I walked in, and somebody recognized me from the department store business. <laughs> Steve, welcome. Do you want coffee? Yeah, get, I'm shaky. Yeah, I'll take a yeah, coffee. Yeah, I need a cup of coffee. So that same Styro cup that I drank Purple Passion, yeah. they, they filled it up with AA coffee. Yeah, that'll get you going. Am I supposed to say AA, or is this supposed to be anonymous? <laughs> I'm anonymous, but Steve L., and I am a proud member. I guess I'm not supposed to say proud, but uh, I am. I'm a grateful member yes. of Alcoholics yes. Anonymous. And you know what? They came up afterwards. Oh, they nudged me when they said, is anybody new? And, and the guy next to me nudged me like, what? So I stood up. I'm Steve. I did not say alcoholic. Right. Yeah, I'm Jewish. For for the Jewish <laughs> listeners out there, Is everybody. So you stood up and identified your religion. No, no. But I'm thinking I'm Jewish. I went to Ohio State. I worked for Pierre Cardin. I've been to all the fashion weeks. I've gotten awards. I've gotten some pretty big checks. Yeah. And I, I'm not an alcoholic. Come on. Got I got house. I got a little I got a car. I got a little drug and alcohol problem. Yeah. I just need maybe some good meds or maybe maybe a tennis resort. I need, I need a new doctor. Yeah, yeah. Well, the doctors were getting busted, and I, my doctors were disappearing. Yeah. Um, it, but, you know, it, I had no idea that I was going to stick around right. this long. I had no idea I was going to get the life that I've been given. Sure. Because, like I because said, you didn't know. I was done. I had no clue. No clue. And now you've got it all figured out. No, no. Now I, can't, I couldn't find the right building today. Again, I'm in the right city. I want some credit. I was, you know, in the, and, I was and, on the right street. And, and that falls under the category of my Steve-isms. My Steve. Uh -oh, I, let's I, hear I, this. I, I give you a lot of credit for a lot of different things. And one of them was is that... One of the things that I loved about what you used to do when you used to roll into the, to the crossroads, to the meet, to the, you would be coming to the meeting, have somebody in tow, somebody who's been sober for a day. Sure. And you would come in there and there would be a bunch of, you know, people in the front office, right? Oh yeah. During, during lunchtime. Oh yeah. <clears throat> and I, this is what I wanted them to hear. And I would always go, Steve, you got it all figured out. Oh. And you go, oh, hell no. I don't know shit. And that's what I wanted them to hear yeah. was somebody with 30 at the time, you know, 35, whatever years of 25, sobriety. 25, 30. Yep. Yeah. And, and then even better was the, uh, the Steveism of, and I believe this, you're the one I heard say this was, uh, one of the steps is not, I'm going to get it all figured out. No, one of the steps it's is not, not I've got the, it all figured out. 12 steps. One of the steps is not I've completed the steps. Thank you. I'm where's done. my I'm done. Where's my diploma? Can I have my trophy now? Can I have my trophy? No, no, no. A trophy with a guy holding the 
giant yeah. chalice up above him. No, no, no. <laughs> the the miracle of this of this life is is in the readings. Each day is a new beginning. Yes, that means each day is a mystery. Yep. That means uh, more is going to be revealed. Yep. That means uh, I better be plugged in to something bigger than drugs and alcohol. And hopefully I do just a little bit better than I did yesterday. Oh, my God. A little bit of progress, not perfection. A little bit. Just, just a, a little, little Just bit. a little. Yeah. Just a little. And then you think back to yesterday and you go, mm, yeah, that shouldn't be too hard. It's so 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 let's back up. And after that first meeting, people uh -oh. came around. They came around me, and they yeah. said, they'll welcome. Uh, do you have a meeting list? No. A I lot gotta, of people probably. They all, they a lot of they people. They probably went, this is going to take more than one of us. They knew. <laughs> they knew more than me about me. Yes. How about that? Right. And so right. they gave me a meeting yes. list. They gave me a big book. Stupid yeah. name for a book, but the big book. And then they said, do you have a sponsor? You want to change that name to no. the little book? No, it's a big book. That yours big is book, a big book. I've seen yours. Yeah. Well, it's grown. Well, since, it, since at my you age, I need, it. At my age, <gasps> I need the big type. It's, it's, <laughs> okay. It has a lot of stuff in it. It has extra pages added to it. Extra it meditations. Cover. It has a cover that has another book attached to it. I mean, good <laughs> God, man. Well, look, it's it's my it's my life raft. It's my it instruction is. manual. Right, right. It is. So, so, so the guy I asked would it be my sponsor. What's the sponsor? Sponsor helps you read the book yeah. and go through the steps. No, you asked somebody at that at that my first meeting at your first meeting. Yes, I did. You asked. I asked. Did you really? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it is crazy. Because most, pe most people d aren't, they're not even verbal yet. No, but I said, <laughs> will, you, will you be my sponsor? And you know, you know what the guy said? He said, hell no. He says, sure, call me when you start feeling weird. Yeah, yeah. Well, don't leave me. I'm feeling weird every minute. Don't leave me. What am I supposed? I've been to an AA meeting now. Now I'm really effed. What am I supposed to do now? It doesn't get and, any weirder. And who than else this. is going to find out? Right. Oh my God! Right. My cover's blown. <laughs> I was a big deal. No. <laughs> Were you married at this time? Oh, yes. Okay. And, and you know that is. It, it says no regrets. Yeah. We won't regret the past. No you know, regrets. I married. I married my high school college sweetheart. Okay, and she was a terrific, innocent, beautiful, beautiful uh, girlfriend and wife. Yeah, and mother. Yeah, and unfortunately, through the haze that I was in with drugs and alcohol, uh, a lot of times I. Forgot I was married. Right. I forgot I had a family. Sure. I forgot where I lived. <laughs> and I, I woke up in, in very strange places. <laughs> yes. And and all the bright lights and all the glitter and all the all the they call it money, property, prestige. Yep. It totally pulled me away from what 
could have been a happy family in a nice semi-custom home, (laughs) uh, plenty of room. Everybody had their own bedroom. And, um, of course, I had a terrific uh, built-in bar in the house. Yeah. Got it. I mean. Got it. It had the, uh, what did it have? It had the uh, Centurion tequila. <laughs> it had the Tangeray. Was it, you know, a, I was loved it black tang- with leather padding on no, it? No, no. I loved the Tangeray. <laughs> the black bottle had the Cavassier. Oh. That was the Cavassier. You know, I had all the fancy alcohol. <laughs> and I had all, all the crystal they glasses. All, they were all empty <laughs> i didn't know why i had crystal glass i was drinking out of the bottle <laughs> drinking out of the bottle in my pantry imagine right. that right what am i doing drinking out of the bottle yeah. in my pantry did you ever host a nice quiet dinner party with, uh, that fancy, with that fancy bar in that nice house no no but I mean, but what know. was hosted for me my 30th birthday yeah uh I walked in after tubing off the river, the Salt River with friends. Now, I had the band de Soleil on, (laughs) and I I had that that sort of burnt look that you get when you come off the river. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I sort of had that glazed look after drinking and using all day. And I walked into my house, and surprise, (laughs) it was my 30th birthday. And there's a magician there with doves, <laughs> and the doves are flying in my house. And I got family in from Cincinnati. Oh and, my gosh! And Did you know it was your birthday that day? I knew it was. Well, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I I didn't. Right? I don't know exactly. I maybe didn't know it was my thirtieth birthday. Right. But I definitely didn't know there was going to be a bunch of people in my house and a catered dinner with a magician oh and doves God. flying and. Oh my God! I, I, you know, everybody's surprised, and I was. And all I said to my buddies was, "I need something." Yeah, I need some yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We then need I, to keep this going. Then I went in the shower to get cleaned up, and uh, I came out, and they had the surprise birthday party, and I just cannot believe that was. At age 30, and like I said, I didn't get sober till I was 33. Right. 1983. Right. Well, I was 32 and a half. And, um, but those last two years, just steadily downhill. Oh, yeah. Ste- with no solution known until that first meeting when the guy said, call me when you start feeling weird. And you yeah. know what? The miracle is is that I did. Yeah. Uh, I called him every day the first five years. I felt so weird. (laughs) You know, I'm in a studio. The sign says Smart Gold Studios, (laughs) smartgold.com. I did not feel like a smart gold type person. Okay, I was beat up, and I couldn't work. I couldn't function. And you know what? I I just can't thank this, whatever you want to call it, magic. Yeah. There is a magic golden thread that yep. I couldn't see that somehow appeared in my life. And I, I just, 
I'm so grateful. You know, I mentioned that that beautiful high school uh, yeah. uh, college girlfriend. Yep. Yep. We ended up divorced at, at three years sober. Right. Because uh, those three years sober uncovered a lot of the secrets that sure. I have been keeping. Right. And it was just too much for our marriage to survive. Yep. But uh, thank God we're good friends today. I ended up uh, with uh, with shared custody and then sole custody of of one of my boys and a great relationship with both of them today, and and four grandkids and uh, and we get along. In fact, yeah. my ex and my current my current relationship. Yes. Let me talk about relationship sober, okay? You know, here I hold am. On, hold on. Give everybody a chance to hit pause. Oh. Grab a pen. Grab a pad of oh, paper. time to take notes. Oh, yeah. You, yeah, because this is important here coming up. No, no, this is real important. So I'm a man of the world. I've been all over Vegas countless times. That was New part Mexico. of my All in New Mexico. Yeah. Tau, Santa of, Fe, man of the world, L.A., Dallas, <laughs> San Juan, Miami, all that stuff. Uh, L.A., Beverly Hills, whatever, <laughs> Malibu, whatever. Here I am, divorced, at an AA dance at the crossroads, and I'm stuck yes. to the wall. Yes. I am so scared. Yeah. To walk out on that dance yep. floor. Yep. Get your oh. back. Get your back up off the wall. Oh, my. Yeah. No, no. I could not get my back up off the wall. And I loved to dance. Well, I thought I loved to dance. You thought you were a good dancer, <laughs> and too. And I thought I was the best. You bet. Oh, my God. Did you get out there and start pulling some moves and people looking at you going, is that guy all right? Or is maybe at to, like five years, somebody maybe at five years sober, I got out there and looked like a bit of a skeleton out there. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But. And we've all seen it. Unbelievable. And it's a completely different world when you go out there and you, all of your, all of your uh, inhibitions are not pushed by the side because yes. of drugs and alcohol. And, uh, and, and you go, really? Total. <laughs> you want me to do this sober? A total slave to all my fears. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. And, yeah. and. You know, Gail and I have been together 24 years. Yep. Okay, I'm sober yep. 40 years. But yep. but when we started dating 24 years ago, every Thursday night we would go to Barcelona, which was a place owned by the guy that owned Danny's Car Wash. Yeah. And Barcelona had Zoe Bowie playing every Thursday night. Zoe Bowie. And they would come out and do Sinatra stuff. He'd have a tuxedo on. <laughs> Zoe Bowie and Marley Taylor, and they would do dinner music and, and you know, Vegas lounge music, yeah. which was sort of kickback. Yeah. And then an hour later, they'd come out in torn jeans yeah. and tight tops and start doing <laughs> dance music. And you know what? I've never had so much fun right. in my life. Right. Is dancing sober. Yeah. Let and her rip. Gail is the perfect dance partner for 24 years. And so miracles do happen. You can get back out on that dance floor. Okay. It's a miracle. Mm. 
Oh, my. So, you know what's funny is you mentioned Barcelona. I've been seeing these these things on social media for Barcelona, the meetings, and who the next speaker is. Oh, really? And I was like, who, who's who's going to Spain? Well, well so... so <laughs> my, my grandson... Totally my, clueless my, over here. No, no. My son is on a digital nomad visa. My older son, Josh, I'm really proud of him. He uh-huh. and his family and... And their four kids are working right now from Cyprus. Yeah. And they've been in Valencia. They've been in yep. Barcelona. Yeah. Uh, I just came back from three weeks in Greece. Nice. Being with them. And then um, their next stop is, is just outside of uh, Paris. And then... Then they're going to, where are they going? They're going to Bulgaria. And I get a chance to go meet them in Sofia, Bulgaria. Nice. Beautiful over there. Un- when you- it says a life you've never dreamed of. Right. You know what? When, when, you, when you get rid of some of the fears and some of the grudges, and you get a little sanity in the bedroom department. Yeah. I, I mean... Of course, you miss some of the crazy times. Okay, eh, we're guys. Eh, eh. <laughs> but thank you, God. Right. That sanity right. has been returned. If you know, f- the funny thing is, is for most people in this deal. I mean, not most. I shouldn't. I sh- very general. There are some people who, if you wrote the stories down on paper and put it in a book form it would sound like somebody Fiction. somebody from the rolling stones uh, life uh, uh. right i mean it would sound like the this is some dude on tour this is some this is well, only thought, a movie star or a rock and roll star from back then would live like this right i thought i was it's, on tour when i was selling nuts. clothing out there it's not crazy but Just, when but when you get but then you get to this and you've met famous people right musicians yes. and so on right that are in the program have gotten sober and you're talking to them and you're like really cuz you're you, that's you're, the, you're, you you sound just like a regular human being, you well, know. Well, thank you. And well, no, I mean this is what you not you because I know you too well. <laughs> you do not, you, Steve. I've some of the conversations and the things I've heard you say are absolutely hilarious, and and I love you for that. Thank um, you. Because it, you still at forty years of sobriety, you still have a passion for this that a lot of people lose. And it's very important for people out there who are just getting going, I think, to understand that if you ever want to see somebody who's 40 years sober and still has fun and laughs at himself every day, that's you. And, wow. and, and God bless you for that, because I love you for that. Thank you. We Greg. are out of time. Okay. Um, so I don't know where we went with this. We covered a lot of your stuff, but not nearly. We'd need about three more hours to do all that. Um, if you are out there uh, and you are thinking of hurting yourself, killing yourself, harming yourself, please call 988, the suicide hotline. You do not have to talk to anybody. You can text. You can leave a message. But uh, we can't help you unless you let us know. So um, also, if you need any information, 
resources. Um, look us up at thecrossroadsincinc.org. And, um, and you can go on there and you can find all kinds of information on there. Uh, make a phone call, call our admissions, get referrals, whatever it is. Even if you don't go to Crossroads, uh, you, can, you can find out. But uh, you got to make that phone call first. Um, and there's tons of other Steves out there. So please make that phone call and, um, and, and, and let somebody in and let somebody help you. Steve, thank you so much for coming down here. Great. Even though you parked across the street, I, it wasn't that bad. Thank you so much for um, having me. And please, like Greg said, please reach out for help. It's unbelievable the life that awaits you. Yeah. On the other side of that darkness. You never know. I you mean, know. Uh, all you got to do is say, okay. And, and, uh, you start meeting people and, and, uh, and some surprises along the way. Unbelievable. Um, Coach Krim. Unbelievable. Right? I found his card in my car this morning as I was getting back in my car and I was cleaning it out and I was going, okay, new week, clean the car out. And I go, what's this red card down here? Oh, yeah, that's the guy I gave a ride home because Steve said he was going to do some. Uh, a great friend, a, a former Mr. Houston, 1983. Yeah, yeah, Powerlifter and, and bodybuilder. And unbelievable. Everything. So you get to hear all these crazy stories. Um, it's an amazing group of people who have uh, who have made the decision. So uh, I hope uh, I hope you all join us in the rooms and uh, join us next time. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Recovery On Air, the official podcast of Crossroads Addiction Rehabilitation, with your host Greg Halverson. Join us next time as we continue our candid discussions about addiction and recovery. Listen 24-7 anytime to this or any of our shows online at StarWorldWideNetworks.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.